Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Two Black Guys with Good Credit. On today's show, things get a little hot up in here. We have a spirited debate where we're discussing a lot of the issues facing the United States of America today. But we also wanted to give you this disclaimer. This show was recorded prior to the ugly events that happened at the Capitol, uh, which is why, you know, there's no mention of that. There's no connection to that in the discussion. But we felt like the conversation was very relevant, uh, especially in light of what's going on at the Capitol and what's going on in our country. So with that being said, we hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Happy New Year. It is 2021, and uh, we are here. Karen, Sean, how you guys doing? I'm good. Real good and ready. <laughs> Sean's so good. Dun, I'm so ready. Dun, dun, dun. I have the tiger, Matt. Dun, is that Rocky dun, dun, music? Dun. Yeah, I'm ready, bro. Like this is a show. What are, you, like, what, are you, what are you ready for? Because you guys, you know, you guys last time at our mailbag show, I just felt that I was a little bit under the gun. I saw the Americans attacking the poor little Canadian, and wait, I was wait, like, you know slow what? down. Say that again. You saw the Americans did what? Attacking the Canadian, and I just felt oh, like you felt attacked. This show, uh-huh. like, let's, let's 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 have a debate. Let's like some topics that have been trending. Um, that I think we could debate on and, and discuss. I figured, let's do that. Let's have a debate. Let's discuss certain key topics. And, you know, and, and so see you got how some goes. topics. You said, are you saying you got some topics you'd like to debate? I got some topics I want to debate. Yeah, I got some topics I want to debate. And, you know, to me, I felt like it was like an, somewhat of an unfair match going on. It was like two, two against one, I felt. And I didn't feel like it was an even fight in, I don't in my terms see the problem so you don't see the problem I, a typical no. uh, response from a, from a yankee <laughs> but yes i i didn't feel like it was fair so i was like you know it's time to me to like get my guns together guns. It up. huh Y'all don't have American guns. guns. Yeah, get out of here. Get, get, get your get, weird, your weird stick baton. Yes. Oh my, my stick baton. I, I love it. Yeah, get my stick baton together. Well, hold and, on. You know, Let me just give a quick tale of the tape here for that we have any new listeners. Sean Linda 
claims to be a Brooklynite, but in truth, he is Canadian. Sean is from Canada. I am American. Karen is American. So, so American. So that, that's where all of Sean's uh, ramble and insecurities come from. He feels attacked. Uh-oh, D- Dion. Is Dion joining? That is... Happy yeah, news! Yeah, yeah I, I'm keeping it up. Yeah, what are you wow. saying? Wow, wow, got you. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Two against one. Oh, yeah, on, there we go. Out. There's my homegirl, the debating queen. Yeah, yeah, that? yeah, you, yeah. And what? And you what? Left, you left the, the the door open at the border and and in crept <laughs> yeah, another. I brought back the lady with the facts to help me out. You guys are shook, right? What are you gonna say now? Look at look at Matt's mouth wide open. Look at Karen. You don't know what to do, right? You don't know what to do. Yeah, I brought her back. Oh, yeah. This yeah. Was and, and I took the lead and I brought Holy back my main man as well, oh Arlington. Oh so now God. it's three on two. They time know out. the rundown. Time no out. timeout, bro. Time Come out. on, let's go. They know the rundown. They, they know the show. Let's on. get it popping. I, I know. Hold on. I need to explain to our listeners what just happened here. <laughs> Look at Sean Linda just pulled some sneaky sideways mess right now. <laughs> And brought his some backup. He had to come to the fight with some backup, some some Canadian backup. So A Forbes, A Love, Arlington, Sneaky Forbes, and Dion, the lady with the sneaks, has oh, joined. Sean, yeah. okay, Karen, you ready? I stay ready. I my American readiness has never been more ready. I stay brought ready. my team. I'm gonna let them, let them let them speak a little. Just so the listeners don't ready. know what's going on. I we doing this debate show and Matt and Karen did not know I'd bring back my old crew to help even out the game because they attacked me in the last show and I just felt like <laughs> I needed to level the playing field. And as I do, I hate to lose. So, so I won up them. I won up them. And Arlen doesn't even know Dion was coming Dion. in. I never You've even told Arlen Dion was coming in. So Arlington shocked by Dion. Dion knew everything. And Matt and Karen are just looking there with mouth wide open, don't know what to do with this show now. So you want to say right. hi to your audience? Dion, I'll let you start and let Arlington say, and then we'll get we'll get a crack in. Yeah, no, it feels good to be back. The energy is amazing as always. Um, happy <laughs> New Year, everyone. Um, yeah, just happy to be here. Let's let's definitely get into it. Arlington. All right, A Forbes back in the building. I got the call from Sean. He's like, I need reinforcements. <laughs> Karen and Matt are going hard. I need you to come on deck and represent the red and the white. Not the red, white, and the blue, just the red. The red and the, the white. white with the oh, maple leaf in the middle. Canada. Canada. So let's yeah. go. Let's go. So I chose I chose five random topics that you probably know I've heard of. We're just gonna we're gonna debate it out, talk it out. We all we all may have Difference of opinion, and we, you know, and just see how it goes. And the first one I chose, guys, that you don't know, you know, this whole show is about is America still great? You know, from an immigrant perspective, we sometimes wonder and ponder: did we come to this country in the right years, or did we, or did we miss the whole, you know, when America was great and we could do wonders? So we, the question is, I ask my Canadian fellow friends and all other immigrants in the United States: is America still great? So the first thing I think we should talk about from a financial standpoint, from an economic standpoint, let's talk about your old American dollar. Is it being second now behind China? Or is it still, do you think, the superpower currency? And, you know, I'll let, you know, Karen, I'll let you take the floor initially and talk about what you think about this whole thing. That's your stage. Now you're trying to defer? Mr. Mr. O, you can't take Say no more. Say no more. Lady with the facts, do your thing. You always start off the show anyhow before it started off. Lady with the facts, set it off. Let's talk about this American well, currency. Sure. I mean, let's talk about, you know, falling about 10.2%. Um, 
That's the uh, U.S. dollar index against the basket of currencies since March 15th. Um, and that's really just from a, 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 the, the pandemic, this, the fear that's been driven um, over the last year. And um, what else can I say? It's, it, it has plunged, and yeah, it's putting us second to China. So that's that's pretty significant. Arlington, you want to add to that? I would say that the U.S. currency, even though it's falling, it's still the currency of it's still the reserve currency of the world. So as long as that holds true, um, I think the dollar is okay. But I definitely think China is giving the U.S. a run for their money, without a doubt. Yeah, I believe too. With everything going on, with all this um, stimulus money that we're giving out, is devaluing the U.S. dollar. I, I think. Eventually, it's going to be, it may go back to the sterling I'm sorry, and the pound. Pause. So, so now you just wove in another thing that you constantly bring up is you're, 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 um, you don't like stimulus during this pandemic. You don't like the government helping bail people. You just tried to drop that in. Oh, the stimulus is weakening. So, <laughs> what was that? What, what's your point? Why are you bringing stimulus into this? Because there's an oversupply of money out there. There's a lot of U.S. money currency out there, and an oversupply of money will will fall the dollar like the dollar so let much people value. starve at the expense see that's here, here let me give you some american game here bro we're, we we don't <laughs> we're not worried about all this like look of course there's a global competitive nature we want to uh you know compete but right now this is about you come together i think around the world people from like this is there's sean linda mentality and then i think there's the general human mentality of people, I think in all countries who are realizing that right now, under a global pandemic, you do what you have to do to help the masses. So the government intervenes, the government intervenes and and, and, and prints money. That's what you're saying, the thing is. But look at Europe. Europe has been giving people thousands of dollars every single month, and they're fine. They're not falling tens of positions behind the rest of the world, they're fine because giving people money and empowering them to survive during a pandemic is like actually kind of good for them, I guess. So you're both agreeing as Americans that they should print more money and give it up. Well, Dion and Arlington, do you guys agree with that? With Sean? The only reason why I'm saying hold that on, because hold, hold on, Sean. Uh, Dion and Arlington, do you guys agree? Is this a unified Canadian approach that don't help your 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 population? Or is that is Sean on, his, on an island here? How, how do you guys feel about this? Dion, you want to go first? Let you take it. Well, I think that what Sean is talking okay, to answer the question, no, I don't agree with Sean because I think the money that's being printed, it's inflation is too few dollars, too many dollars chasing too few goods. And that's really not the state that we're in currently because so many people have lost jobs, have become unemployed, companies have closed. So this money that America is giving out to its people. People need this money and they're actually spending it. The people that need it are spending it and the people that don't need it are investing it. So it's kind of a win-win for the country. Well, I wasn't going to say that. I was going to kind of echo what oh, you were, what Matt was saying. And I, what, what I was saying, <laughs> no, but what I was saying is what America is doing actually the, the Canadian way. Social inter- government Uh-oh. intervention, giving out checks, stimulating the economy. That's what we do in Canada. That's we work collectively together. So I was kind of saying, is America now following in the footsteps of Canada? That was the point I was trying to make. In all fairness, I will say America has given out way more money than Canada has. Like during this, I think they're giving out like two thousand dollars a month to each Canadian household, where and no small business loans. They're giving like tax rebates. 
on income tax, things of that nature. America's giving out the most money, Retire. but America's also taking out the most hits. Yeah. You've lost I mean, the most people. And surprisingly, even people on fixed income, they only got a $300 check, which I thought was interesting. So they have yeah. had, they've, they've used a lot of restraint in Canada and around, around how much money they're, they're putting up, pumping into the economy, I guess. Yeah. And I, you know, just to add, like Matt and Karen, I mean, you know, you, China has Canada, American, like a choke coal. They have like $1.3 trillion worth of U.S. bonds. If they decided to sell off those bonds, it would cause a frenzy in America. Like the dollar would just plummet. That's like saying, you know, Matt, I, I mean, I hold the keys to your house and I'm going to let you when I ever feel like letting you. I don't feel like letting you get to sit out in the cold. Like it's a really like funny position for us to be in where, you, where China owns so much bonds, government issued bonds. Okay, but now there's two different discussions here. There was your COVID little stimulus drop in, and there was the general question which you started with that you kind of convoluted. If we're talking about uh, America's standing um, in the, with global our GDP, we're still number one. And, and look, first off, let me say this: I'm not uh, in I some cheerleader. I'm not in some pom pom. Oh, we need to be number one. To me, it is what it is. The world is the world. If the world is changing, the world changes. I don't need to be like like checking the rankings every week. Like I'm pretty confident in the, in the, the, the standing of our country. And then I'm also pretty critical. Come on, America's a rank checking country. America checks. (laughs) I'm an American and I don't really care. So I I think you can, you like to broad stroke. Yeah, of course we're competitive. Of course we want to be the global leader. That's our position, but we also understand the world's changing. So you can just be stubborn and act like, you know, it's just one thing or you can adjust and adapt. Like it is what it is. And you know what? Like small changes in GDP don't mean they don't change America's position in the entire world. American um, American culture, American cultural exports are still number one. American, you know, movies, music, whatever. We export them everywhere, including to China. We uh, the, Our currency is still the standard across the entire world. Our language is the standard across the world. And your whether language, or not- Your language? The American, the American yes. language? Yes. What do you mean? English, English? English is the standard language of business everywhere in the world, more than Chinese, more than anything but else. But then when did so America claim it? When did America claim from, English language? Yeah, how did America <laughs> claim that? <laughs> it came from England. The, 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 oh, the British God. spread English, however, we took it over, expanded it, made it necessary. You know, how many people That's in the why US, I need you guys how many the people in the US <laughs> speak Chinese? Some, not a lot. How many people in China speak English? Way more. Why is that? Because you have to. And almost so many people, very few people, not very few, but not as many people in the United States are bilingual. Billions of people across the world are bilingual because you, you have to. You want that trophy be. that America's a unilingual. You, you love that trophy. I don't really care not, it. It's not unilingual, but you can be unilingual here and get away with it because you'll be completely fine, not only here, but anywhere in the world. If you show up only speaking English with like a little pocket dictionary, guess what? You're going to be totally fine. One That's thing that kind of gets me, though, one That's thing that kind of gets me is yeah. when, when the immigrant guy, Sean will be exhibit A, comes here but always <laughs> wants to talk trash. Like if you're so oh, anti- Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. This is what they what? have to say. Arlington and I talk about it. We know where you're going with it. If you're so Don't anti, why, are, why you are you here? There it came out, Arlington. You see? <laughs> like, if this is like the worst place <laughs> on earth. For the record, it's not. Who's I mean, holding I love you? America. Oh, okay. America. There you go. Now, okay, cool. But and, I think, but Matt, I think what the point that Sean is making, and I agree with that 
there are a lot of issues here. And there's That's a fine. lot of um there's a lot of propaganda around these issues. That's it's just like it's 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 there's a lot of propaganda around these issues. So America projects what's not often the reality. And there's been a slide in America's position as other developing nations have grown. And we yeah, still I, perpetuate like, this is the best healthcare system in the world. It's not. It's the best education system in the world. It's not. It's so it, got see, but strong... that's a different question. Okay, let, we're, 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 we're diversing. Let's, let's go to point number two. If, if, the, if the question was, is America flawed? Of course. If the question was, is there a lot of things that need to be tweaked, fixed, changed? Yes. But if like Sean's like starting this question off, I'm, go ahead, move to question number two, Sean, Linda. That's fine. Okay. So we got about the current, <laughs> we, we're, we're, we're gone past the first part now. Let's go to question number two. Okay. It's getting kind of heated just where I wanted it to go. That was just a warm up thing. Now we're getting a little bit hotter. We're going into isolation. You may not know this, Matt, but sometimes us that immigrant work here, we come as on an H-1B visa, which is a visa visa that allows us to work in the United States. And from then, hopefully, we'll transition to a green card and then hopefully citizenship. The Trump administration has, like, stopped issuing H-1Bs and, and certain professionals and a lot. They've declined the number. Of, it's, un, it's not as attractive and incentivized to come to America and work under this H-1B visa. So with tighter immigration policies, is America still able to attract the most talented people. Because one thing I know when I came here in the 90s, what I loved what America could do, it could do, it could leverage talent. It could find talent from all over the world. And whatever you were really exceptionally good at, America welcomed you. And I think that's what made America great. So is America still great now that it's not coming with that same type of strategic business-minded thing where like we're going to just grow our own talent and not really try to recruit people from around the world? Well, it's a simple issue of supply and demand, right? <laughs> the fewer H-1B visas there are, the more in demand that they are. And as soon as Biden comes in, relaxes all that, we all chill out, they start issuing more visas, which of course we'll do because that's the American brand. And the American brand is still strong. If you're asking, is America still great? Let's talk about it like a business, like a brand, right? The American brand is still strong throughout the entire world. American brands within the brand of the United States are still really strong. Everywhere in the entire world, no matter where you are, the remotest place recognizes Nike, Coca-Cola, McDonald's, whatever, right? We, we're the place, we export all that stuff. So, you know, yes, right now, now look, this isn't permanent. Presidency is not permanent and he just lost the election. So we're gonna have somebody else come in that is gonna give out H-1B visas and there's gonna be, it's gonna be extremely competitive. There's gonna be a backlog of the best, brightest, um, most ambitious and talented people in the entire world coming here. Look at you guys. Sean, you said to me <laughs> the other day that you came here to do business and that you make more money here than you possibly could in Canada. Everyone feels that. that way. Was that off yeah. the record? Off the record? It was, uh, it, was, it was in your living room. So everything in your living room is firmly on the record. <laughs> well, what I was going to say, Karen, to that is that mm -hmm. Countries change over time. And this is kind of to getting back to Matt's last point. You came here in the 90s, it was a different situation. You come here in 20, 2020, it's again a new day. And I think when you say, Karen, that the American brand is still great, it's taking hits. Sure. Brand Ameri the time. American brand on, on, right. But when you take a hit, it takes some of the shine <laughs> off your brand. And we have to think of, keep in mind, sure. it's like, it's like when Steve Jobs died and Tim Cook took over. Yeah. Everybody was like, yeah, we love Apple products, but what is this guy gonna do? And Tim Cook 
worked really diligently to gain the confidence of people in Apple products and to put out products that were not too far away from what Steve Jobs had done. Right. Trump got in the in the White House and he just hooked a hard left. Yeah. And Look. so now countries around the world are like, well, we counted on America for X, Y, Z. And America left the building. So well, now, why would you count on her? It's, it's, it's kind of like having a spouse that cheated on you and you're like, how confident do you feel in that marriage? Moving well, look, if forward, you have, you're not going to let it happen to you. If you've had, but look, if you've had breaches of trust here, that I, it actually is a good analogy because if you've had breaches yeah, of Matt, trust it's a good throughout, throughout your relationship, right? Like people, things happen, right? And sometimes you're in a weak moment in your marriage and there's a blah, 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 right? Like things can happen. It's up to you to forgive or not or whatever, but it's not necessarily unforgivable. It can be actually this Depends amazing opportunity. Do. Depends what you do. But you can use those moments of lack of trust or whatever to build on and to almost rebrand the marriage and use it as an opportunity to be stronger. Like not every single thing that happened within the last four years was wholly, completely negative. Some good has come out of it right. you know i understand your i understand that right. you're telling me the past four years have been nothing but straight evil of course not i'm asking you, know, you for an we, example of we, there's 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 this amazing level of political awareness in this country that has never ever existed before more people than ever before showed up to vote you know these things had to something catastrophic had to happen so maybe what and we there's more disliking of, disaster, of america around the world there's maybe we have an opportunity here around the world I think there's all more people that don't want it in terms of specifically to we were talking around the uh, around um, this this exclusivity that um, the rhetoric that he was spewing around, you know, excluding Muslims from or banning Muslims from coming to this country. Mm -hmm. um, not that all immigrants are criminals like that was really spread on a loudspeaker yeah. that pulling that, out of the WHO that, pulling out of the climate that, agreement. Right. So that's, I think, where he's saying it, that the brand itself really took a hit. And that residue mm -hmm. took a while to, to rebrand. Took a while. Yeah. yeah. Agreed, Dion. I don't think people I, from I, around I, the world are like. I personally, you know, going through the process, you know, um, you feel you feel unwelcome here being someone. And I came here, you know, a long time ago. But going through the process now, I feel. Like North Korea. Right. And from a Canadian perspective, just talking literally to my 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 nephew today, who would like to move here, he's concerned. So yeah. there's outside. There's a there's a a trepidation now about actually wanting to come to the U.S. Can I can I can sure. I get in here? Absolutely. I, I, I just think there's different ways of analyzing or viewing trends you can like to me like with sports you can look at an average like a player who averages a bunch of home runs or a bunch of points if they're in a slump you don't think oh throw him out or if you look at the stock market you can be, look at someone who just oh instantly oh this is what it is i'm going to get out of the stock market because the stock market is not it's volatile as opposed to someone who looks at the long history of the stock market. To me, four years of a Trump administration, if 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 that's gonna rattle what we think is the projected, like if we're saying right now during the Trump administration, how do you feel about how he was running the country? Like, yeah, I think you can make given an immediate right now, very focused judgment, like or dislike of what he did. But if we're talking about 
the country, like the the the, the, the like a big ocean liner, like the, the the direction of this big old ship. Like I think four years to me, I think you're you're mm-hmm. overreacting. Also, we're all still well, here. Let me just say this. Like the Canadians let, are still here, say, the Americans say. are still here. We're all sticking it out. Can't be that bad. Yeah, but okay. Well, let me just say this: people have left from a people of people of color and immigrants coming to America. They don't feel welcome. They don't feel like they want to risk coming here, being treated like third class, second class citizens. And this they is don't how long like, the last during the Trump administration? Yeah, or but it's the da- there's been a lot of damage that. done. They. they I'm talking currently, there's a lot of damage done on the psyche. Like, they're like thinking, do, they, do I want to take my skills and add to help, like, President Trump fulfill his goals, fulfill his obligations? Do I want to add to what Americans need to? And I can tell you, for someone that's well traveled, people around the world, they're not incentivized to come to America like you think they were in the past. Look, they, and, I, and now, I, even with company. America so has I'm its challenges. Saying, I agree. I, I, I'm not saying yeah. there aren't challenges. I'm just saying there's no other country. I know with the visas, to, companies no are country, not even like. Wait, what we, there's no other country able to deploy the amount of talent at the scale of the U. I don't think. Like who? Who's our? Who's the new? Who, who's taking our spot? China. <laughs> I thought you're not okay. ranking. Huh? I thought you don't rank. China? That's like, dude, well, I don't care. But what I'm saying is, if it's one country, if everyone is going to China, I'm cool. If everybody wants to bounce and go to China, go to Beijing, I'm not like crying over it. I'm cool. To me, it might, I have my own what, what's affecting my own journey. But if we're talking globally, if, if China is now more attractive for the masses, if people of all the best talent around the world is all migrating, well, to they're China, not even I don't migrating know. visas to come. So it's even, it's but a, how do you not have companies don't even Companies can't yeah, even get the permission for them to come in here work. Well, because I think I think this is I think this analysis is like we're we're looking at this sliver that we're in right now. First off, there's a pandemic and there's a Trump administration. Trump has been voted out, so mm-hmm. I think that four year sliver is not to me the 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 long term average. He was divisive. He targeted immigrants. He targeted others. That was his right. politics. It was a politics of division. I'm not sitting right. here saying there wasn't a divisive administration four-year window. Some people right. love him. Some people hate him. But he definitely was speaking a very divisive language and message to the world. But my point is it's four <laughs> years. Exclude, like literally excluding, like not, like banning people. So I guess we're not saying that. We're, I guess we're not talking about the range of time projected over time. Can we turn it around? We're saying it can be. Rebranding is what is po- is possible. We're saying it is possible. But it. I think that all we said was the statement was it took a hit. And yeah. well, right no, that wasn't the original statement, but. Well, I guess well, what I, think, I thought the question was, is America great? We're is saying the, the brand took a hit and there's going to be some rebranding that's going to be required. Well, I, okay. But the actual question was, is America, is America still able to attract the most talented people was the question. Right. Undoubtedly so. Undoubtedly so. And you know what? What is the alternative? Because I know Arlington, you said China, but it's not. Here's the thing. If you are someone who has studied your whole life, maybe learned a little bit of English to some degree, you know, you have ambitions of coming here and advancing in a certain way. China doesn't offer that same kind of attraction to you. But what's the major, major difference between China and the US? Here, we're capitalists. You can make money and then keep that money. In China, you don't have the same autonomy. The government has complete autonomy really over people. And I know they've loosened up and there's capitalist elements there. But mm-hmm. the Chinese government infrastructure is so huge 
huge and so powerful with no recourse, you know, you, they can do whatever they want to you, steal your intellectual property, take your money, take credit for your things, just, you know, take your business, tell you how many kids to have. So I don't think that we're actually, GDP is just one part of the story. I don't think we're actually in danger of China taking over the U.S. as an attractive place for people to go. Woo! <laughs> what I'm saying is this. Okay. I'm, I'm China oh. over the U.S. But I'm not going to acknowledge that you don't think there's any trepidation or hesitancy. Sure, 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 sure. Definitely. The type of inflow that we, there was. And that's definitely. No doubt. We no agree doubt. on that. Yep. That's so agreed. Think, and, that's where I, and that's where I stand on. I, I completely agree with you, Dion. But I think that ev even so, the American brand is so strong that even with the hit it took, China cannot surpass it as a more attractive destination for business oh, and academia and medicine. I absolutely agree with that. I, I'm not saying people are going to go to China over U.S. I'm just saying mm -hmm. I believe that because of what took place over the last four years, the the influx of people who want to come here, it took a hit. Sure. It doesn't mean it's not going to bounce back. Yeah. I think there's that. countries like Canada, Australia, Arlington. Arlington. I just wanted to comment on what Karen was saying. I think we're kind of misconstruing. When you say, when we say, when I say China is taking over, I'm talking on the world scale, on the world world um, forum. I'm not talking about people deciding America or China, I'm going to go to China. Mm -hmm. I'm saying China is moving forward on the global scale to be, it's, it's positioned to be the front runner. But I think the other thing that you have to, that we're not talking about here is all of the unrest and upheaval that was created through the Trump um, presidency, it was a signal to other countries around the world that this could happen again. Because he wasn't a dictator that seized power. He was voted in democratically. So a large swath of this country voted to put him in place and supported the ideas that he was pushing. And his isolationist tactics made other countries worry what happens when America, who was stable, it's like they say, business likes stability. So when stability is put into upheaval, business goes to make sure that that stability doesn't impact them again in the future. So where's And the I next? think when it comes to the American mm -hmm. brand, that's key. And then the last thing is our, we're in a, we're a digital country. We produce, we export digital goods. That's really where we've been since the Clinton administration, right? We're a cerebral country. But we were pulling people from these other countries of color. If you're a person of color and you're bright, you're an Indian scholar, do you really want to come here? If you're yeah, an African face, scholar, do you come really on, want to come here? Based on your religion, four, I don't think the four years of Trump is going to outweigh the history. But remember, the four years of Trump, the four years of Trump, you're right. I don't. I agree with you, Matt. Four years of Trump doesn't outweigh the history. But the history itself had problems. Trump mm -hmm. was like That's, popping a pimple. Dude, the, the world is the world is a jacked up place. If anyone has this panacea that Americans think, like like, there's the the people who like Trump talking about make America great again. There's slogans and there's divisive. But I think there's a large percentage of Americans are very aware we, we live through these problems. We're not sitting here thinking this is a, a utopia. Like that's not the, no okay, one's, if, let, if you think that's the position, then that's, that's not the position. Here's a question for you, man. Here's a question for you, man. Here's a question for you, man. If you're an Let educated me ask a question. black person having seen what's happened in the last few years, is that giving you pause? 
here's the question I have. And I'm going to leave this topic Trump on this thing. question for you, for you or Matt. Okay, let me ask. Let me leave this question for you, Karen. I'm going to leave this question for you, Matt. Matt, you're if you're you're a producer, you're a TV producer by trade. Karen, you're a writer by trade. Okay, here's a question: If you got offered a top paying job, Karen, paying you half a million dollars to write, right? yes, and Matt, the answer you got is yes. The same salary. You got to have the same salary to produce sports in a foreign country. But the country that wants to hire you, Karen, does not like Jews. And the country that wants to hire you, Matt, does not like Christians. Would you go work in that country? Because that's I mean, how a lot of immigrants feel the, with, with a ban on Muslims. I get it. But look, it depends what it is. Is it like it's a, a yes normal? No, question. no, it's not a yes or no question. Because look, France, not crazy about the Jews. I, I went there. I've been to France. And they don't, they don't especially the love Jews. That's I, not the same. I, hold on. Let me make a point. If it's, you know, some like, I don't know, what's the most repressive you know, Iran uh, would be to you. Iran, Iran. Iran. If it's in Iran, the answer is no. Hell no. I wouldn't. Okay, well, that's safe. how some Muslims feel. The United feel. States is not that's Iran. Some, okay, that's, you, you pose, you pose, that's they, how Muslims they're, they're, feel. That is. That, that's uh, that how is, some of them feel coming but, here. But that, that's, the war, that's how they feel. That's how some Americans. Trump, that's how Trump is positioned to feel. That's no, how they feel. That same not. way. America is not responsible for the feelings of every Muslim everywhere. If people are scared, I get it. I have a lot of empathy for that. But this is not a brutal dictatorship that can just snatch people up and murder them. That's not what this is. Excuse he me. Was sending you, them you, back. Well, hold on, Sean. You, you did pose this to both of us. Um, so the way you just posed your question, I think you're you're there's a big blind spot in your question because that's where I live. I'm a black man in America. Like this country has not been a love fest for me living here. Like in terms of like, do you know that you we all know the history, right? Like 300 years of slavery, 100 years of Jim Crow, like, and then just the. The, the, the prison industrial con this ain't no picnic like like you act like like oh could you would you go somewhere that doesn't like a black man well i live here so, I, I don't i don't understand like to me it's like there's opportunity here and there's jacked up stuff here there's it's we live in a place is not perfect you live in a, a very imperfect world where there's racism there's violence there's all kinds of problems yes now you're, you're saying, would I go someplace if then they're going to pay me a lot of money? If someone paid me a lot of money here, well, that would be the exact scenario that you just outlined. Home. <laughs> All righty. Let's go to question number three. Question number three. Infrastructure. This is one of my favorites. Not keeping up with developing railroad tracks, highways, and bridges. I mean, they say that in 1960, the U.S. population has more than doubled since 1960 and that we have not improved the infrastructure to support this. Many bridges are at the place of collapsing. The railroad tracks, you know, as you know, Amtrak goes about 20 miles an hour on them. If it goes any faster, it'll derail. <laughs> so do you believe that the U.S. considering itself the powerhouse of the world, that its infrastructure can support this? Is, it really a, is that really fair to say? I mean, the infrastructure clearly is supporting it, even if it's less than ideal, which speaks to America's greatness, even with a not ideal. <laughs> oh, I love this. I really love it. Really? Even being shot in the foot with an old crumbling infrastructure, we remain number one. Why? Because we are still great. Okay, can I ask Karen one question? <laughs> of course. When you say America's number one, number one in what? <laughs> I don't know. We just say that here. It's part of our Can you hit him with a fact, Dion? Like, for old time's sake, hit him with a fact. The 2017 report. Dion, can you hit him with a fact, please? Yes. Sean, you're, you're right. There was a two seven, 2017 report done by the American Society of Civil Engineers, and they found that the nation's infrastructure actually averaged a D+. Plus. So is that good? Uh, 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you ask Karen, that's why we got a D plus because we're the grade, whole guys. world. Passing grade, yes. Not only do we pass, but we pass with uh, we just we just squeak by because we know what the minimum amount of effort we have to make is to stay number one. I think that's really clever. I think we're so smart. <laughs> That yeah. is funny. Just really, let's talk about this. In Plus, <laughs> it's for deterioration. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Every president for the last five presidents have said they're going to work on American infrastructure, and it never gets done. Nothing. And if you go to any airport, like the air, well, the airport in France is pretty crappy. But if you go to like <laughs> Hong Kong, Japan, oh wait, and Canada, it's unbelievable how the infrastructure of these airports is fantastic and how unlike when you come in from the Caribbean through Miami and oh they God. tell you stuff don't like get in line, uh, we don't care what time your flight is, you're either gonna get on it or you're gonna miss it. That's not our problem. <laughs> because Drug it back have, over there. <laughs> yeah, a thousand people huddled. It's not even a line, you're just huddled, fighting to get through. I mean. The thing I love about Toronto, and I get to wave my Canadian flag right here, is when you get off the plane at Pearson International Airport, you can be in downtown Toronto oh. in exactly 17 minutes. When, yeah, no more than 20. You can't even get out of JFK. But that's the why, why is Canada I, I, not number one? You guys should be I, number one. You've got awesome airports. What happened? We are number I, one. We're the best I, education I, standard in the world. I mean, we're I, all right. I've left JFK. <laughs> and been stuck in traffic. And I was able to use that time to get some work done in the cab. <laughs> like, and the train, come on. I've taken, I love the train. It's my favorite form of transportation, but my Lord, it's like watching paint dry when you take an Amtrak train somewhere. Like, I mean, it's like, why not fix Yo. the railroads and have these super, like I just met a guy, one guy that told me he actually uses a train to transport goods. Like we all should be transporting good on the train, goods on the train. Super. It's, it's so great Japan. for the economy. It's, it's great for the environment. And the train is a useless tool in America. Well, the train in America needs to be updated. When you go to Japan, all the you take this, the, the super, two things about the train. I'm glad you brought up the train. <laughs> First of all, when you're in Japan, the train comes on the minute. Japan, Hong Kong, it will say train in two minutes. Boom, train is right there. The train comes on the minute. So if you need a train at nine, if you're going to the station for 9.05, the train will be there. That's one. Two, they have high-speed rail. So when you need to go from Tokyo to Kyoto, it doesn't take 15 hours because you jump in a high-speed train and it's like zing. And you're there. So it's not and like the A train in Brooklyn? It's not the A train? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. The lights don't so, go in and so out. On, so on the one hand. Because they've invested in that. About, you're talking about high-speed rail and, and clean trains and, and all and being on time. And that's great. But do you have street uh, train performers? Like, do you, do you get break dancers? Oh. On the, on <laughs> do you have people <laughs> creatively begging for money on the train? That's what I thought. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, the trains are not used to glean talent, drug addicts. Do you, do you have muggers. mystery aromas on your subway systems? <laughs> so I guess the Americans can agree that the infrastructure in America needs some work. Like, okay, we, I'm not really. I'm we don't have to think they just like it. 
I think they're they're trying to, as they do, make comic com, comic out of it, to joke around it, skirt around the issue that your infrastructure needs work. You're actually ranked 13th in the world. By America's the way, number, number one in one, comedy. As far as, kind of, as far as infrastructure. <laughs> number one English comedian. comedy, as you would say. English comedy, as you would say. So you're actually ranked number 13 around the world when it, when it comes to infrastructure. That's pretty good. There's a lot of countries Canada. in the world. We're in the, top, the, the top 13? The top also, 13. Look at what nice. a brilliant opportunity this provides. Like, you know, to get us out of the Great Depression or whatever. And I am speaking out of my ass, so feel free to correct me. You know, the, the government started a great works program and employed, you know, hundreds of thousands of people back at work to create this amazing infrastructure. Now, was it depression? Was it World War II? Who knows? It's well, irrelevant. Japanese that came in their lost fingers got killed. You know, those slaves that helped build the railroad, those Japanese that helped build the railroad, that, that's what you're talking about? People were also mad employed by the Great Works Program and <laughs> oh, made that's a bunch of money. That's a great work program. Mad employed. I love oh, this no. girl. It created millionaires. Andrew, Andrew Carnegie made a million dollars, made millions of dollars. Oh, other yeah. people white guys that I cannot name. Money, Karen. And you know what? I white take your point that you is not white. Made money. I take your point. Jew is not white. You're correct. And so I am also. Oh, now you're not white. I love you. Now the Jew's not white. Point taken. Yes. However, I will say. Categories. Okay. I won't say it because I'm deeply uncomfortable. But what I will say is that, yes, you're right. That was all kinds of messed up. However, the fact remains that this amazing economic opportunity remains for us, especially if we're heading into a recession, we could do something like that again. And no, not employ, you know, Chinese slave laborers or whatever. That was a little bit like not cool of us. You know, we're still number one, but that wasn't, that wasn't number one. And, um, <laughs> and we could do that and, and stimulate the economy in a way that pleases everybody, Republicans, Democrats, that employs people, that teaches people skills. So crumbling infrastructure is actually, you know, a, a little blessing. Yeah, but this infrastructure has been crumbling the for the last falls on 50 you. years, even longer. The opportunity yeah, grows and grows, Arlington. The opportunity grows and grows as we fall into the sidewalk. In fairness, the grows and grows, Arlington. In fairness, I don't think you're going to find too many Americans who disagree that infrastructure, bridges, tunnels, transportation, airports, need to be fixed like yeah I, i'm sure but why do they Done. not get fixed now that's my question well, bureaucracy do i don't know there's, there's there's why do why is the the troubles of the world that exist you go know, all i don't know i don't have the answer to that question like i'll leave it at know. that matt what were you shashan what were you about to say I was about to go to number four because we already won this one. So I'm just like yeah, ready to move down. on. My lawyer always talking to me, <laughs> keep quiet. So I'm just keeping quiet. All right. This conversation's getting heated, but it's time for us to take a quick sponsor break. So stay tuned, keep it locked, and we'll be right back with more Two Black Guys with Good Credit. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome back to Two Black Guys with Good Credit. Today we are discussing the greatness of America. <laughs> so let's get back into this debate. So we're going back to the question that I think is going to be heated, and I think that is one of my favorite. Again, I love all these questions, but this one is four years of President Donald J. Trump has led to, we can all agree, political unrest and division that can't easily be fixed. Do you agree? Will we just forget about Donald Trump a year from now and be like, I don't even remember him as president. Everything's going to go back to hunky door and normal. We're going to be watching boring, boring well, political scenes. We'll C-span just go back to the racism debates. we're comfortable with. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> let's, let's not be prisoners of the moment. The United States was built on 300 years of slavery, 100 years of Jim Crow. So that's presidents one through what? I don't know, 30 something. Like at least. So now that we had four years of a very divisive, racist president. Who, well, there's things know, that he did. Like, oh, let, example, me, let, me, let me finish my little statement here. I'm just saying we can be prisoners of the moment and act like, oh, my God, this political unrest. We can never fix this. Or we can be like, well, no, this is just Tuesday in America. It's like it happens. Like, yeah, <laughs> let's suck it up and try to fix it and be better. We have a country that's browning. We have a diverse country over the next 50 years, the country's population is going to look different. It's going to yep. be, you know, younger. It's going to be well, more let me just diverse. Talk some, so some business. Oh, see how Canadians kind of just get... cut you off. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> because you know, I don't want to, I want to stay on the business formula. Like, like for example, it appears that the tax cuts that started in 2018 help for one year, but don't have as much carryover effect. The promise that they would pay for themselves has not materialized as a federal budget deficit has ballooned to $1 trillion Level to one trillion levels not seen in non-recessionary environments. So yeah, are we going to recover from this debt that this government has put on us the last four years? You know, that's a question. That's one oh, you're things. talking about debt. debt? You're talking about you said, debt. You said political unrest, and now you're shifting to the debt. What, what's your question, Sean? Can you? Well, I'm talking you... about these are point. These are things that Donald J. Trump has been a part of, and how well are we going to recover from? I have a few of them. Okay, so, so can this, you first, this is the first question. one: the tax cuts. Well, let's make the obvious Will point. Let's make from the, the tax cuts. Let's make the very obvious point that the nation did not reelect Donald Trump. So that's number one. You know, if you're right. talking about can we recover, mm-hmm. step number one obviously was to vote him out of office, and we accomplished step number one. Listen, <laughs> we <laughs> the new president has not even been sworn in yet, and so step two has to wait until January 22nd or whatever. But yes, yeah, step one, the big, big, big one, without which we can't move forward from this, has been accomplished. So we're number one. Whoa. What about the courts? <laughs> so, Sean, you, before you jump and try to shift to all these other points, you never addressed or Arlington or Dion the, the initial question oh, of with the now. political unrest. Let's stick with before we jump to taxes. 
four years of President Trump, President Trump's and his political unrest and division. Yeah. Can that be fixed? Easily fixed? I mean, easily. Can, I don't think so. I don't think easily. No, I don't think big problems are ever easily fixed. So I don't. I, I think there's a flaw in your question. But can it be fixed? Sure. Uh, what would that look like, Matt? Uh, what would that fix like look? Aaron like? just said, step one: vote him out of office. Right. Step two: people who right. are against his policies and and divisive rhetoric. Get involved mm-hmm. in the process and vote in the midterms, vote at local elections, get involved in whatever it is that they think needs to change, political unrest and division. Well, I'd say people get involved and, and population is changing. The time will time's going to change a lot of things. So it's like if you want immediate changes, I don't think that's realistic. I think it's a process. Well, let me ask you a question. The- if we had three hundred years of three hundred four hundred years of racism in this country, what's going to change things in the next 20 years? Well, when George Washington was president, black people were slaves. Eight years ago, or six, what, 12 years ago, Barack Obama was elected president. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, just, that's a stark change. Now, in the moment, or when you live here, you're going to see the mess that we live in. You're going to be aware of But I'm talking the about the racist, the, the racist, foundation of this country like how yeah, we, the, the division the division that we're talking about is based on politics and it's po- it's political division it's racial divide right so an so enslaved group that- in in the white house that's not that doesn't uh, i didn't say there's an enslaved group i'm talking about racism it's racism in the country this country has been racist for over 400 years so what are we expecting biden to do to change this well that's why i said i'm not i don't think immediate this, there's no magic pixie dust that he's going to sprinkle on America that's going to make everyone get along and love each other and not be divisive. There's not, there's going to be polit- partisan po- you know, politics. There's going to be racism. The country is is what it is. But basically, we di- we don't have a dictatorship. We, we Every four years, we elect a president. So the people speak. And if the people speak and 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 engage in the process, things can change. Like, I, and, I don't I mean, understand. You ask what is Biden going to do about it, but he... He nominated and 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 got elected the first African American East Asian or whatever um, or West Asian I don't really know guys um, America's number one um, woman ever <laughs> ever as the vice president ever in the White House ever so that's already in a, in a, a racially um, that's all, already like a racially progressive thing for him to have done and he's not even the president yet he's just the president elect so we you know you're you're right america is built on a foundation of of racism as are i would say most countries in the entire world but we have to look not at just one isolated moment or one you know piece of history but the whole trend line and the trajectory the trajectory yeah, that's why i use the 400 years right that's and the trajectory has been the trajectory has been that we are slowly, and it is slow. All these processes are slow. This is a big country, and it's quite racist. But we're slowly moving towards uh, a more integrated and a less racist society. And America is not the most racist place in the world. It's not. And we are making this forward progress. You know, I, one thing I want to mention, you know, with Trump is the, is the U.S. global image. U.S. is standing alone on more key global issues than ever before. And America's seductive sheen of soft power, the ability to get what they want through attraction and persuasion has been diminished. Trump has praised the president of global rivals, Russian China's China, while criticizing the leaders of America's closest allies, Britain, Germany, 
in Canada. He hasn't even gone to Canada for the record, other than when he went to that um, U- UN convention in Montreal. He's never even so visited the, the point? parliament in what Canada. What does that tell you? Yeah, what's the point? <laughs> He's a savage. Like, how do you, how do you, like, I don't think it's just like, it's like your little brother got into a fight and now your big brother going over to the neighbor trying to make up. Oh, I'm sorry about Joe. Can we make it up? Can we all be family again? I don't but know what's if it's going to be that, that easy making? to resolve. Oh, okay. You're, you're, so just voting him out, you're saying the damage he's done, it's not fixable, is your, is your stance. Even getting back not to, easily the, fixable. to the... Um, yeah. Okay. Even getting so back Joe Biden, to the, um, Joe Biden goes, to, goes to Canada and goes, hey, you know, um, last four years were really crazy. You know, this is, you know, the, 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 all the years before that, we've been super tight. Last four years, as you know, was a bit of an outlier situation. Now I'm here, want to repair things with you. Lots of respect to the Canadian people. Prime Minister looking good. Everybody's looking hot over here. You were saying that wouldn't, that would make no difference whatsoever. Canadians go, I don't think so. This is going to be a hundred years to fix. <laughs> exactly. No. I think what to, to Karen's point, said, there's two, there's two things here, though. There's two things here. There's, 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 the, there's, there's, the, there's the government structures and, like, allegiances. Those will be easily, like, you know, hey, England, hey, all of our allies, hey, Canada, yo, we're back. Okay, cool. Boom. Now, in terms of the damage that's been done to people's psyche or people wanting to come here, you know, that's different. But in terms of Biden being able to that's, re-engage. Okay. Have, you heard, have you heard of the Paris Accord, like when the U.S. got out, Trump took them out, and now they're trying to get, they want to get back in the Paris. It's not an easy one to, then all the, gov- all the countries that are part of the Paris Accord are like weary that. All of another, the countries then, and, are and, like, I, I, what? You spoke to all the countries? They all. I'm, said, let me finish. Why are you broad stroke talking? <laughs> Talking out of your ass. There's what there's concern <laughs> about letting America back into the Paris Accord that when a new government comes back in 2024, they'll just opt out again. Now there's that fear factor. Yeah, you're in now, then you're out. You're in, you're out. So they're like really skeptical about bringing back America okay. into the Paris we'll Accord. So those are the things. Those those diplomacies that you talk about, they were so easy. You're assuming that moving forward, these countries are thinking, oh, we're never going to go back to what we just had the last four years. And that's not a true statement because this president that lost actually had 71 million supporters, and he can continue to have more supporters. So Wait. other foreign countries are wary of that, like fact that hey, this could happen all over again. Well, you Without can go ahead. And be, you can be chicken little and say the sky is falling. I'm gonna tell you this: Joe Biden and the new administration goes and reaches out to all the different countries and allies and and wants to re-engage and talk, they're going to pick up the phone and they're going to talk. I'm not worried that, oh, we're going to get left in the corner. No one, look, I'm not I'm not so panicky, bro. Like, we're, we're going to get so this Matt, done. So, Matt, let me ask you a question because I, I this one I think is really interesting. You don't think that America picking up its ball and going home has made other countries leery of relying on America as it has in the past. I think there's definitely a problem in terms of the the world and and our allies and everyone's view of how the the Trump administration handled its business. And like you said, the taking of the ball and going home with it, you know, like pulling out of the Paris Accord. I'm not, I'm not acting as if there was no impact or there's no, there's no conversations being had. But my point is, I think we can overreact. And it's like, I don't think that they are like when you look at most of recent history, Trump is more of an anomaly than in terms of and I'm not talking about race relations for black people in America. I'm talking about global politics. Most presidents seem to follow a more uh, traditional, structured Mm -hmm. way they're dealing with the world. 
And I think if Biden tries to re-engage, I'm not, I, I really doubt that they're going to turn him away and say, sorry, buddy, Trump did this for four years. We don't want to play ball with you. I don't think that's, I'm not, I'm not concerned about that. Also, we're okay. kind of damned so if we do. Other... We're kind of damned if we do, damned if we don't, right? If we, if we, if we take a back seat or whatever, people go, "Oh my God, what is America doing? This is terrible. We need to be in this accord, and that accord, or whatever." And then, if we engage with everybody all the time, we're all over the world. People go, "Oh, America's not the world's police. We shouldn't be everywhere. We have thirty thousand troops in South Korea still. Why is that? Every country we've ever went to, we never left. Like, so should we be there? Should we be engaging with everybody, or should we not?" Well, what people, you know, how do we win this? It depends what you're talking about. It's one thing to support the climate accord, which is like, okay, we're going to minimize carbon emissions around the world so our children will be around in years to come. And everyone agrees to that. And America's like, you know what? Screw that. You, you elect a president who's like, screw that. But it's, but I think the thing that we have to acknowledge that has happened is when Trump received, when Trump did his foolishness, and I understand what you're saying, Matt, it was only four years, but it created an opportunity for other countries to step in and say, hey, you can count on us. We will Great. support you. We have the step resources. Up. Right, but when they step up, now you gotta try and move them out of the space. There's only one spot on top. So when he okay. receded uh and other countries stepped in, this is the hurdle that America's dealing with, because again, when you just take your ball and go home and leave everyone standing there going, wait, I thought we were playing basketball. People aren't, countries of the world aren't going to let that happen to themselves again. And hey, as Iceland's I said with China, business requires stability. Markets need stability. They need to know that the country that's the world's reserve currency isn't, can't, you know, that they're going to be there. They're going to consistently be there and be supportive. All I know is we have to do. And I'll tell you this. Let me, let me, Trump, let me see one thing, Trump happened, so we have to. You know, we can't. Right, and he's, I'm just saying he created an opportunity for other countries to step up and replace to 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 begin to replace America. And he created. And, you know, that from what I've read and understand, let me just add this. And this is where you may not understand. Like Americans kind of get ahead of themselves sometimes and understand. Countries are no, like in reserve. And <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Countries are a little bit reserved. Here's what you may not. Just, just make your point. Don't tell me what I understand or what okay, I don't understand. Countries are a little bit reserved and a little bit paranoid and building in contingencies that you know they. Um, Trump has opened doors. Like they're concerned that not for the Biden years because Biden is going to be a one-term president, as you know, unless he's going to re- go and run for election at ninety. He's going to be a one-term president, and they're worried about there's going to be a new Trump 4.0 that comes out. Somebody that's smart. This him, is your, your opinion, and has and has this and has the same ideology as he does, but but more savvy. And that's but what say it like say, can't go say all it in. honestly what this is. That's your opinion. Don't speak for all the leaders in the world. What they're just speak for you. You weren't in the room talking to all the leaders saying, "Oh, they all told me." They're like, just say your, what your concern is. Well, there are articles written on it, Matt. It's not like okay. Then tell me. There are articles yeah, me, on the news. That's BS too. All the oh, there are articles. To me, if you're going to make that point and be all, oh, like Sean was very specific and very like, oh, this is what they're saying. Cite cite an article and tell me who. You need a footnote. Don't just pull, yeah, give me some footnotes. When have we ever cited a footnote on this show? Yeah, but I'm saying well, this is a, a new debate now style show that Sean wants to have. I'm just saying well, that. I think what Sean is saying is true. If you look at the, if you look at business news, business news is basically making the point that since Trump has done what he has done, it has allowed China to step into a more leadership role in countries around the world, places that typically America would be leading that that bandwagon, especially in evolving nations. Look at Africa. 
You know how much money China has put into the infrastructural development of African countries? These are these are growing nations. These are large populations. These are the great interesting thing for me for when we're having a debate show is you can be you can pose a direct question and then answer the right. question, or you can pose a question and then throw all these other arguments in that have nothing to do with the direct question, which is what we're doing here. The question is about the political unrest and the division, mm -hmm. and can it easily be fixed? To me, the word easily is the problem because nothing is easily fixed. Can it be fixed? Sure. If we want to talk about, oh, Sean, you probably won't understand this because you're Canadian, or Matt, you won't understand. To me, that's BS. We all understand that Biden is old. We all understand that he's a one-term president. That is not some newsflash. So stop with what we won't understand. We understand that the world is looking at the country different because of what happened. We understand that things need to be repaired. It's life. What, so now what? You say we just don't well, don't Okay, don't then I guess people. the point is don't. the now what is this is how powers fall. Because at one time, England was the preeminent power in the world. And it falls. And this is what I guess we're saying is, can it be fixed? Maybe. But these are the things that lead to the downfall of, of empires and the transition of power. Well, let's go to question number five. It's getting kind of heated. It's getting hot. It's getting hot in here. I'm about to lose my head off. Okay, this one is gonna get uh -oh. hot. Oh, race Lord. race relations. Oh, Are we too divided? Yes. Karen. Yeah. Start for it sure. off. Of course, we're too divided. Like, look, this is not a Trump era phenomenon. This is something that he preyed upon because it was available to him. This okay. is, you know, we this the, our legacy of slavery in this country is like the biggest black mark on this country's entire history, and it has persisted to this day. Undoubtedly, I mean, that's not even an argument, right? That's not up for debate. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, we racially divide. Are we too divided? I think maybe you know, almost any racial division is too much. But yes, we're heavily racially divided. Obviously, I don't think that's up for debate. I will say, I don't know if we lead the world in racial division. I think there's places that are incredibly racist, incredibly misogynist and patriarchal and much more so than here, you know, dictatorial and repressive. But yes, you know, it doesn't matter because we live here. We have a huge problem. Yes. I would add that in terms of the makeup of our country being such a melting pot, so many different countries represented, so many different people, religions, that our racial issues and our racial divisiveness, especially when Trump plays on it, you know, it's like, it, it's, it's more, I think, apparent as opposed to if you live, say, if you were Japanese and you lived in Japan, or if you're, you're in a country where it's pretty much just your group, I think it's a, a different, different issues will, will present themselves. Our country is easy to be us versus them because there's so many different us's and them's in the United States. I mean, there's a well, lot of I'll racism in Asia too, because it is so homogeneous. Like, you know, they talk about like I've read, um, I've read accounts of like black people going to China or whatever and being photographed. Where did like, you read that? Where did you read that? How like, do you know um, that? Is that a fact? Yeah, it's on Quora. You can read people's <laughs> accounts all the time. People like blog about it, <laughs> video about it, talk about it all the time. And people are Where, being, what blog? What video? <laughs> See, what's 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 wrong about what you're doing is you made a very specific. You said <laughs> all of the leaders are saying this. Uh, sorry, I was talking, I was asking Karen a question. No, I'm saying we can all give our opinions. <laughs> I think in a debate, Sean, we can all give our opinions. But you started making these declarations, which I was just checking you on. Don't say we all, all they all said that, and then just let that hang like that's a fact. It's not. Right. Okay, go oh, ahead, Karen. Am I wrong? Ahead, no, but, no, no, uh, you're right. Oh, okay. 
You're right. You're right. You're asking right. for footnotes. That's all I'm asking. I'm, I'm just saying, if you're going to drop backs, hey, all, all the leaders told me that they don't Matt, like Biden. Karen has a floor. No, Matt, no, 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 no. I'm going to get Karen the floor back. I'm just saying the little snide acting Are like you? what I said was wrong when you're dropping in erroneous <laughs> quote unquote facts. You know, either erroneous s- now. Yeah, it wasn't a fact. Why did you have to say that? <laughs> well, we are number Karen, one in not being proceed? erroneous. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that, you know, I, I don't think that the fact that there are other races here is what makes us racist. In fact, you know, places where there's basically one race are unbelievably racist. You know, like, you know, when, when, um, when Japan invaded China or whatever, invaded anywhere, really, they absolutely slaughtered people, raped people, murdered people wholesale. Like, they're not chill about that, you know? And I, I and, was making a difference. I'm saying when the question is posed, are we too divided? I'm saying when your population is so diverse, yeah. the, the, the division is going to be, I think, more. And especially we're on Front Street, American culture. We're on the news. Everything we're, you're, we see what goes on here. I don't we don't see every day what's going on in North Korea. I'm sure they have problems, <laughs> but it's not like on Front Street, like Why the way that? our. Well, I think the the, the dictators there, you know, that he doesn't allow TMZ. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Well, I, I would okay. say this though. Here's, I want to see a point. I would say this, like this is why I think we're so divided, and I think it's going to be hard for us to come back for this because I think racism. They say they say Matt. Sorry, I don't know if I can say that, but racism yeah, they, is built perfect. off fear. <laughs> racism is built. Racism is built off fear. And I think the last four years, there's been a lot of things that's been put into society in America that's brought fear. Like you said the last recently, the years? recounts. How many years did you say? The last four years. Oh, four. The last four years. Like these are all fear-based things that'll, that'll keep dividing us. Because I'm talking four? about the, the Trump administration. Like, for example, Look, the most Reagan recent ran recount on fear. Ne- on fear. Bush so ran on fear. No, but I'm just saying something. Clinton things that ran have happened. on fear. Can I finish my point? Can sure, I finish, finish your point. The so. things that have Things that have happened the last four years has added to the fear, which I lead to. I think will lead to clear divisions for, I don't know how far down the road. Like for example, the recount. When we do the next election. There's going to be fear of the the election. Is it going to be fair? Was it the right person nominated? All that kind of stuff. That recount count now is going to affect us down the road. Another thing, the Black Lives Matter movement, the things that we're fighting for, those things that created, you know, I, they were great for us, but the things that were brought to the table has showed the fear and the things that we've been oppressed on for years that haven't been changed. This country has been dealing yeah. with this forever. This is not yeah. four years. And then, and then like, to ride with you, and then you just hook, you just hook like, the hard left. <laughs> and then let me just go back and then like suburban like sur- <laughs> like now where there was a talk of the fear of of blacks or m- people of color moving to the suburbs taking over that's created a fear for people in the suburbs yes that can create a fear that fear has been there over the yeah. Sean, it's not like we were this close to being out of the woods and we were just so we had one foot almost over the line of no more racism ever. Yeah. And Trump just sent us back 100 years. Those were always there. They've been there yeah. for our, our generation, our parents generation. And they're going to be for our kids and our kids and our kids, kids generation. This is something this is a slow burn in this country. Look how many hundreds of years it's taken us to get to this point alone. Yes. Did we were, were there some regressive policies in the last four years? No one is arguing against that. But were we had we almost made it? and it got sent back? Absolutely not. This was there. Can I add a question? Can I ask a question into this topic? Because I think it's one that... Why are you only asking questions? Why don't you make points? <laughs> I <laughs> made my the points. Whole debate, you've been asking questions. I make made point. my points on this. But I think, like, is America... Are we too divided? I'm like, America has been 
so divided for so long. I agree with Matt and Karen. But my question here is, we're now facing a time where this racial divide, it's, this racial divide is divided along economic lines. And there are lots of people that are being left behind. So, and when you look at the racial, it cuts hardest in minority communities. So my question is, what about that divide? Because the, the for example, the unemployment rate is like 6.7%, but in the African-American community, it's like 13.8. It typically doubled. So what I'm saying is like, can we discuss that? Because the racial divide, that's always been here. But now we have this economic divide that's just getting wider and wider and wider and people are just yep. being left behind. And it transcends race. It transcends race, doesn't it? Like Jeff Bezos or whatever being the first trillionaire, that's not that's not necessarily a racial problem, that's a class and economic problem and that affects all of us. The rich get right. obscenely richer and the rest of us are waiting for our $600. Yes, has this racial so that's kind of the question I'm asking. Has this racial divide now created this economic trench? I don't know Matt, if it's the racial divide think, that has think, created that, though, right? I think it's a deep hole. Like, for example, like, you know, the racial divide leads to, like, to access to education. Where, you know, there's clear lines of division when it comes to education. There's clear lines of education, health care, Trump, employment, the COVID exposure, the, the health care discrepancies. Like, go ahead, Dion, sorry. Well, that was it. I, I am just chiming in on what you're saying. Like it's it's perme it 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 really got blown up through this pandemic, I believe, and just the way it was handled. But um, just it it it's it the rate the 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 racism, the systemic racism in all of these areas are very visible now. And where do we go from here? Yeah, it's basically where we are. But it it's showing up and on every pretty much every level. But look at us even having <clears throat> this conversation, you know, like, I don't know that in places that are where racism is even more entrenched than here, that they're necessarily hopping on a podcast with black people, white people, this country, that country, and having it out and discussing what we do, you know, like the fact that we have these conversations all the time in this country is why America is freaking number one. <laughs> I love the way you just brought it back. Flaws, flaws and all. That's why. America's number one. Million percent. But it's not. <laughs> okay, what's number one, Arlington? Without a doubt. Well, like, well I'll okay. tell you. You, you better start asking yourself, when you say number one, what are you talking about? Number one. Number one in what? I refuse to specify. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> exactly. Arlington, every, every, world leader, every world leader, Arlington, every world leader agreed. They all said it. They all said that we are number one. Yeah. Oh, I don't need yeah. to. You don't even need a name. You just take it. Like, okay, great. I, yeah, this number one thing has just gone too far. Because every time I ask Karen number one in what, she's like, just general stuff, <laughs> general American stuff. Just sort of holistically one. Yeah. It stems Sean's initial question, which is, is America still great? So this, it's this great word that that's causing that, like. Is it great? Like, what does that mean? What's great? Is the world great? Is there a great country? Like, when you say great, Sean, what is it that you're looking for? Okay, that, so that's a good point. Before we go to the last question, I'm going to let everybody kind of take the floor and answer that. Arlington, you've been here since 1995. Is America still great to you? Well, I never thought it was great. 
<laughs> How dare you? <laughs> the nerve of you, Arlington. All right, I'm going to leave Arlington on that one. I, want, I don't want him to get deported. We're going to leave that right there. Dion, you've been here since 1998. Is America still great? There's lots of things that are great about it, but then I feel like so much has come to light. It is, I you're disheartened by a lot of things, you know? We do not, we know certain things have existed for a long time, but um, I can't lie. It's like the wound has just, all so many wounds. There's been so much trauma that I feel like has been experienced over these last four years. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, that it's mm -hmm. gonna take some time to recover. Um, but is there still greatness within America? Yes. Is this country resilient? Yes. Um, and so that's where I'll leave it. Well, I, I would say this. To me, that term great is is where we, that's where we get off and, and kind of have an issue or it, where we go wrong. It's because to me, it's like the world is not, like there's no perfect place. There's going to be flaws in every country and every, everywhere. So to me, when I say, when I think of greatness, and the United States, I think of there's been great accomplishments, great people, great in all different walks of life from science to sports to uh, human rights to whatever. Like there's been a whole lot of great people and great moments and great accomplishments, but there's also been a whole lot of mess. So it's like, but we're just very much uh, at the forefront of just like PR, like we're in the news, we're, we're like the loud uh, like people see us because we're just, we are the, the biggest country in terms of, I guess it's, it's footprint of media and, and hearing and seeing what it is we do. We are the, the superpower or whatever you want to frame it in terms of economics, uh, our military, you know, all that kind of stuff. But for me, um, is America still great? That's the question. I just think mm -hmm. your question is flawed. I don't, <laughs> I think America is flawed, but I, this, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. I like the opportunities. Nowhere I like, else. There's nowhere I'm, else. I'm saying there's, 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 there's no. I can live plenty of places. I'm saying in terms of would I rather live um, in any other country right mm -hmm. now? I would say no. I mean, sure there's, I'm sure there's places I would love and I would enjoy, but I'm saying for me, I would, I would still pick flaws and flaws and all. I would pick America for me. But if you don't like it, that's cool. Karen. I think America is without a doubt great. And a lot of this conversation has centered around whether the last four years have changed that. And I would say if the last four years have made America go from great to not great, then it was never great. If America is so fragile Facts. That, that we can't take one weird ass presidency, then we're not a great country. But the fact that we're here, we're discussing it, we elected this guy out of office, we're making changes, we're, we're repairing you know, race relations and, and foreign relations and all of that means that yes, American democracy works, the checks and balances work. You know, um, you know, I'm not saying there's no corruption or anything here, but we have proven that our system is capable of being resilient enough to withstand four weird years. So yes, I think America has proven itself over and over and over again to be great. Well, I'll tell this. I mean, I, I, I have a huge love affair with America and I think America is, is, is great, but it's vulnerable. And I think America has to understand there's places of vulnerability that it has to work on and it has to correct. This whole race issue, this whole division, healthcare, um, like like Trump has bragged about unemployment being the best for African Americans, but it's what type of jobs are we getting, you know, versus, you know, this whole division, 
needs to be clearly addressed and continue to be worked on and understand that there is a there is a huge divide there's a huge elephant in the room in america but you know but to echo to matt i love being in america i love america for what it is and what it's done for me but i'm not sitting here i'm kind of being a little bit sitting with arlington not sitting here thinking that it's the greatest of greatest and there's nothing that needs to be done and then we just now that trump is gone let's just go back to running the country how we used to run it no it's exposed that there's vulnerabilities and there are things that we need to fix all right. So with that, let's go to question number six. Wait, 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 wait. In there. <laughs> I know. You took me out after I said I never thought it was great. <laughs> and then you moved on. I just want to say that I would I never thought America was great. Do I think it it has positive aspects to the country? Yes, definitely. But I think what gets me and I, and I think it gets people around the world as well. And Matt, I'm going to say that because I've had conversations with people internationally, and I was from an, a, another country, is that America continues to perpetuate this propagandist rhetoric that it is number one. And in so many areas Who does that, that you would use America as Who a that? country. No, okay, Karen. so like. It's really Karen. <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, who, like where it's like the, the media this, or this, yes, the media, the government has continued to perpetuate this idea that America is number one, even though in so many rankings that they use to judge countries by America is not in the top spot. Okay, but let me and push so back I, on I, I, all I'm saying is wait, let me finish. All I'm saying is. If America just eased off of this, we're number one, and accepted the reality of what the country is, I think it would help it move forward faster. Okay, can I push back and ask you a question here, Arlington? First sure. off, why so sensitive? Everybody just get over yourselves. If America <laughs> wants to say we're number one, deal with it. Or say you're number one. Who cares? Secondly, like let's not act like <clears throat> over the course of the last, <clears throat> for however long America's been a power, like, the, mm -hmm. the country has been good or bad involved in world politics, being the world's currency, being the world's superpower militarily. Let's not act like it. I mean, are you saying you don't see America as a superpower in terms of the global? In I'm like, saying like, I don't I, see America as number one. No. OK. But I, I, but I asked you a different question. I didn't question. even bring up. the. I, I did. See, yeah. There, well, there's several superpowers. Yes. It's OK. One of them. Name them. Name them. Barbados. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Barbados, Trinidad, St. Lucia. Um, <laughs> no, the superpowers are, as far as I know, it's Russia, America, China, Germany, France, Italy. Uh, those are the ones off the top of my head. And, and if you were to talk, like, I guess the point I'm trying to get to is, to me, we can go dance back and forth on not wanting to agree or, or like, like, I'm not going to agree to that, but militarily... And economically, in terms of the currencies, there's a lot of ways that the United States has been the biggest, like the bully on the block or the biggest powerhouse, which to me, I don't really care because I'm just a black man in America who hasn't been totally benefiting from this. I'm just saying, just analyzing it. Yeah, to me, they're the should knight. They're the, they're the, like, to me, you're acting naive if you're acting like, oh, well, Germany and France and they're the, like, really? Like, you're saying they're, they're a bigger superpower? Or, or equal footing. We're not going to acknowledge. We, we don't want to act like America hasn't been a superpower. Well, I'm. I'm not. I'm not saying. You know America where I'm going. You don't want to agree. Super. I'm not saying America is not a superpower. What I'm talking about is when you're 37th in healthcare, 
You can't profess to be number one. When yeah, you're seventh you can, in I'm education, you. you can't profess to be but number one. But the reason you know for the number professing one number you one is for the more people in prison than any other country on the planet. Totally you agree. have more guns agree. in the hands of civilians than any other I completely country agree world. with that, but you, that you don't want to be the other side. You want no, it one no, way. I'm not disputing it's a superpower. I think that's not even an argument. But but I'm saying Because there's superpowers. other superpowers. I'm not no, disputing but I'm saying, that part. You're trying to act like they're even. What do you mean? I'm saying in terms of military and economics. Earlier in the show, we talked America about- America has a um, massive military. Okay. It has a China massive is bigger. Military. If you don't get where I'm going, I'm saying all of these other countries, there's a reason why America is put in this position. It's whether America it's military, economics- in this position. Whatever also, the case, can, can we make the obvious point also that every country calls itself number one? Almost every country calls itself number one. France is proud. If you go to French, they're proud as hell. Pride you in know, calling yourself they, number they, one or the two Italians, different things. But it's, it's Canada does not it's call not, itself number it's not, one. Though. It's a France does not call itself. Well, Arlington, if you Arlington, if you will scroll to yes. the part of the show that we're not going to get to because it is just, you know, exclusively Sean Linda, <laughs> you know, does America want to be Canada, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, Canada <laughs> is proud of their social services, this and that. Like, there, you don't have to actively say, the Canadian culture is not screaming we're number one culture, but they are, we're number one in this area and that area and that area culture. France does it with their culture. Italy does it with their culture. The Asian countries are- But are America does it with everything. America does it everything. America does it with everything. America like comes in but, third in the race and they go, we won. Because we, we won. can. You know what people who are number one do? They say they're number one in everything, even when they're not number one, because they freaking can. And that makes us number one. Wow, <laughs> spoken like an American. But but also, okay. it, it, when you look at when you look at GDP, Arlington, when you look at GDP, the United States yes. is number one. And again, I'm not saying this with pom poms. I don't really care because okay. they're not I think China's taking me. over now. No, they're not. China. Like the, the 2020. America has the largest gross domestic product because America has a substantial population that is more advanced. Okay, they're, thus, more, they're more economically well. It's a weird dynamic, Matt, because at the same time, America's GDP is number one. Why? Because you have most of the world's millionaires, millionaires and billionaires that live here. You have a large population with a decent amount of income. But at the same time, there are food deserts in this country. It's kind of like- I agree you know, with that you, other wait, side of the wait, coin. Wait, 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 wait. I wait, agree wait, with wait, you. Wait, 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 wait. Here's the hypocrisy of what we're talking about. America has the largest GDP, but you can't get fruit in certain communities. Agreed. That's what we're talking about. So let's I just agree. stop saying we're number one. No, but see, that's what I'm saying. You just issues. want one side of it. I think the truth is both. It's like they are the best at doing a lot of things, and they are the best at doing some of the worst of things, or the biggest. Like they do everything. The America is big on the bad list of stuff. They're big on some of the good lists, or power, or like economics and currency, military, poverty, racism. Like there's so many things that America is a big country that you know. There's things to like, things to love, things to hate, things to critique, things to change. But you're you're trying to act like. Every country's, oh, we're all even. Like, why are you trying to say you're number one? Well, I'm saying to you, and I'll say it for the last time, when you look at the criteria of things that go into determining some of the best countries, the rankings of countries in the world, which are America does not sit atop 
the ranking as the best country in the world. And you what, chose like, what, one thing, which is GDP. And I, I said, said military, before, I you, said currency. Add, I like, say one thing. What do you mean currency? I was just going to add. Didn't, didn't we earlier say that, that the dollar is the world's currency? Didn't we say it's that? The world, it's the reserve currency of the world, yes. That's what so I that mean by ties, currency. That ties into your GDP. But GDP is one aspect. I said you military. Have to look at education. All right, we're gonna let we're gonna let the lovely Miss Nichols chime in right now. Quality of living. Go ahead, Dion. All those things. That's all I'm saying. Oh, well, actually, I want to just kind of touch on, but even from a the fan, like when he, when he was talking about the different things that go into rank, like the different rankings. Yes, mm -hmm. I, I acknowledge what Matt, you're what you're saying with regards to military and, and GDP, but there's all these other things as well that are going into it. That yes. that's why Arlington is saying personally, he doesn't think it's that great. Because even but I agree. Let me finish. So, from a family perspective, I'm saying like we rank low. I don't know the ranking. I should look it up. But we rank Wait, low on what? When it comes to family. no, no, I want to, I didn't. Oh, when it comes to family. Yeah. So, for example, this is the way we structure um, maternity. You know, the way we structure even our our our, our um, uh, school hours. Like it just it, it it actually makes it very difficult on parents. It, like. If you look at other countries, they do it better when it comes to social, the social family structure. Agreed. More support and yeah. keeping family together and supporting parents in raising children, you know, and educating them. So it's when we're saying we we end up ranking low in a lot of things. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Well, I think that the, right. the, there's Thank one point you, missing you know. here. But I'm gonna let yeah, you add the last it's point, it's then we're gonna get the final takeaways for everybody. Okay. Everybody give their perspective. So Karen. It's number one status. That's it. Wait, Karen, so, I didn't even hear the last. Your mic. Say they were last. Dion, you sentence. broke up again. Oh, sorry. Um, no, I was just saying. Although there are are things that definitely why people come here and attract mm -hmm. less. Um, there's a lot of things that actually detract from its number one status. That's right. That's You're Karen. totally right about that. That's completely agreed. But that wasn't the the question underlying this debate, right? I know we got distracted by my <laughs> extreme pro-America stance, but that actually wasn't the question. The question is, is America still great? And across the board, you know, is every single thing in America great? That wasn't the question. And the answer to that is no. Is America still great? The answer is undoubtedly yes. <laughs> Matt? But it's also oh. super flawed for a lot of people. And for black folks, it's never been great. And it's still not great. But to me, it's like there's multiple ways to look at this. That's the point. It's like there's not one thing. And I think basically this is the country that everybody most probably the biggest country for immigration in terms of historically over the past however many years of like um, like people come here like they're not going to China. They're not going to a lot of these other countries. This is the spot that people come to probably the most. I don't know if that's I'm speaking opinion. I don't know if that's fact, but it feels like this is the place everyone comes. And there's probably a reason for that. So I think when we talk about America being number one, which I think is kind of stupid, but I, 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 it's also real because that's what everyone's coming here for a reason. Now, d does that not, that doesn't change the fact that there's all sorts of flaws and messed up stuff that comes with that. There's a lot of stuff that's not good. I just think like to act as if, oh, we're all equal. I think that's a false, uh, I think it's a little false, but anyway. Arlington? What, I'm sorry? Say? Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> wow, really, I, Forbes? I, I was looking to see which country took in the most immigrants in 2020. Um, 
2020. That's a, a, a nice sample I, size. I just, you got to pick a year. What do you want me to pick? 1968? <laughs> <laughs> Not a pandemic yeah. year, but anyway, go ahead. You got to pick a year. Um, my thing is simple. I think America, is America still great? I just never saw America as being <laughs> great. I'll say that again. And I think you can't fix you can't fix what broke it. What's broken if you don't acknowledge that it's broken. And I can think I when you you're question? shouting, can, can I just make my statement? Because yeah. I don't want to argue with you anymore. I don't. It wasn't an argument. <laughs> I just, it wasn't an argument. It was a question. But go ahead. Um, I think that when you spend so much time saying you're number one, you're overlooking the places where you're falling apart. Okay. My my question to you, Forbes, is: Is there any country on the planet that you view as great? As great? That's the question. Uh, and if really, so, I don't really look at countries like that as great. I think there are other countries that are good, that are really good. I think Canada's a great. Okay, if I was to say great, I think Canada's a great country. But okay, I don't think here it's the, the great est. I don't think it's the great est. I think when I think when we're talking about this. Statement to me sometimes when we say, is America great? It's like there's one great country. It comes down to that idea. It's like You're when you say superpower. It's like when you say superpowers. There are multiple superpowers, but we act like America is the superpower. Okay, so, but back to back to my question to you. So you just said Canada to you. I think Canada is a great country, but it has its flaws. But, I think Sweden is a great, Switzerland's a great country. It has its flaws. I think all countries are flawed. So I don't really look at them as great. So, so there is or there isn't a great country? In my opinion, I yeah, don't sure. look at countries as great. Okay, so then you just totally, all right, great. All right, that's fine. So this has been an, a, a lovely debate, lengthy, but it was a lot we had to get off our chest. Um, I think Canada has a slight margin of victory. I would say, uh, you know, <laughs> a slight win of three to two, Matt. Close, you know, but we have a slight margin. You know, we, we're not great. great at everything we do, but we're just great enough to win this debate. Right. Let's properly thank our family who came back to gang up on America with you. <laughs> Arlington Forbes and the lady with the facts, Dion. First off, ladies first, Dion, tell the people what you've been up to and tell the people how they can uh, follow you, connect with you, and just stay you know, abreast of what's going on. Absolutely. Yeah, this was so much fun as he does as it got. You know, it just brought all the memories back. So thank you for, for bringing me back on. Um, I have a, I've been a, a really focusing on my lifestyle brand, Live Your Best Life for You. I get to wit, work with amazing women, you know, through my life coach and wardrobe styling business. So I work with women from awesome. the inside out. Um, so I'm really, really enjoying that. And then something that's been a, I would say almost like a lifelong dream for, for myself. I launched a show on YouTube called What Gives You Life, which um, has brought me a lot of joy. It's intimate conversations. Uh, basically honing in on, on what what actually gives gives people purpose and meaning in life, you know, in their journeys. So that's been awesome. And um, actually next month, I'm doing an event with a spoken word artist. His name is Nigel Birch out of Toronto, repping, repping Canada. Um, but we're coming together. He's a, he's a, a mental health and love advocate. And we he actually uh, wrote a poem called uh, The Black Woman, The Black Woman. And the video went viral. 
uh, 2.8 million views on Facebook. And he just wanted to have more representation of women of color on Women's History Month. That was as of last year. And so now he's created a scroll with that poem. And now that's the inspiration for a virtual event that we're hosting on February 20th, celebration of black women um, by their fellow black men, just being out of service with no expectation. Isn't that gonna be beautiful? Um, and it's called The Great Act of Love on February 20th. And you can go to my website, liveyourbestlifeforyou.com um, to check everything out. Or you can also follow me on Instagram and Facebook at, at Dion Nichols. Awesome. Yeah. Mr. Forbes, can you give us an update on what you got going on and how people can follow you or, or keep up with what you're doing? I don't want anyone following me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean literally following you, Forbes. There's a thing called the internet and social Matt, media. Listen, man, I am still holding it down in the number seven best countries overall <laughs> in the world, the United States of America. And I'm holding oh. it down from a small enclave known as Malibu, California. We still have our business and our new gallery, the Jack Forbes Gallery, both of which you can find on Instagram, at Canvas Malibu, at Jack Forbes Gallery. That's all I got, Matt. All right. I'm wiped out. I need to go to sleep in the number seven country and wake up tomorrow refreshed. Karen, do you have any final words after Arlington's great uh, soliloquy there? Of course I do. I'm Karen Margolis. I'm one fifth, a third. We'll figure it out. The math is not my thing. America's one number fifth, one is not fifth. my number one thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> of two black guys with good credit. This was so much fun. I know I'm quite aggressive, but um, this was the best and everybody made excellent points um, with myself making the number one point that we are number one and I'm out. And I'm Matt Smith, one fifth, third, half, whatever, of two black guys with good credit. And I'll just say this. To me, the greatness of a country does not mean other countries can't be great. The greatness is about the people. And I met a lot of great people in my time living here in the United States and knowing people abroad. And I find I've met great people from everywhere. So I think greatness is about the people. It's not about these borders. So that's my point. And I'm, I'm out on that note. Sean Linda. Okay, so let me wrap up then. Overall, do I believe America is great? I, I would say yes, America is great. I would be, I would be, I'd be a hypocrite to say no. America has brought me, uh, you know, beautiful children. It's brought me great. It's brought me, you know, some a little slice of the American pie, and it's made, I've made great friends like yourself, Matt and Karen. And but I do believe, like back to Arlington's point, there are a lot of other great countries too. It's not just America. And I think I'm, this four years have exposed itself to the things that once again America needs to just get better at. And, and make it more of a place that's welcoming into all and we all have a fair and equal chance of success because I don't think that's a fair s statement to say. So that's it. I did this show, so I'm going to close it out, Matt. I know you're itching to say something, but that's our <laughs> show. That's our first debate. You can do the next debate, Matt, and you can close it out. But this one I'm closing out. Thank you all for listening to the lengthy debate. Of Black Guys with good credit. <laughs> if you want to listen to more, you can follow us at tbgwgc at gmail.com. I'm Sean, the better fifth of two black guys with good credit. <laughs> thank you, Arlington, for coming back on. And thank you, Dion. Thank you, Karen. Thank and thank you. you, Matt, for our first official debate of 2021. And I'm out, good people. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ 
The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.